think Roma in a pirate game makes sense, though. Uh, that's why I, I was like, wait a second, I'm a pirate. <laughs> Dude, I've, I would play Sea of Thieves. That's, I've always wanted to play that game. It's, I enjoy it. It's so relaxing. It's solid, but I'm going to be honest, and shout out Missy, because I know she's going to watch this and get mad at me, but holy shit, her and Maguire are terrible crewmates. Like, you really, <laughs> Maguire spent a solid 40 minutes getting drunk and throwing up on us. <laughs> It's literally his entire prerogative. Wait, you can do that in the game? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I and thought I'm making, like, real life. Like, what are you guys saying? <laughs> <No. laughs> no, you can just chug mead, fill it up at the fucking bucket, and then keep going. And if you drink, like, more than, like, three, your character starts throwing up. And if you throw up on somebody, it gets on their screen. It, like, blocks half their screen, and they throw up, too. The strat is to, to catch it in your bucket that you usually use to bail your, your boat out of water when it starts sinking. You just catch it in your... You throw up into the bucket, and then you chug it at somebody. <laughs> So we locked him in the brig for, for mad long. So I've only seen, like, funny videos of this game, which is why I wanted to play it. But you can go on somebody else's ship, right? Yeah. Yeah, if I play that game, I'd be the hardest to do it. You guys just stay on the ship. I take over the whole thing. Nobody's stopping me. You can just launch somebody out of a cannon, too. That's the easiest way to get on somebody else's ship. Dude, put me in the cannon. That's like fucking Maguire. We get off on an island, and Maguire, there's skeletons will spawn, and some of them will spawn with an explosive barrel. And the radius for that explosion is way too big. It's so huge. Maguire... Picks it up, because I swear to God, his entire mission was to sabotage our boat. And we're trying to shoot at him to blow it up. And for some reason, we couldn't hit our shots. So he gets on the boat with the barrel, and I was just like, fuck it. Cutlass, and I just slam the barrel. All three of us die. Missy's on the boat. It's on fire. The sail collapsed. Everything's burning, filling with water. And Melton's like, I swear to God, if we lose all of our stuff. Because we've been, like fucking doing adventures for like an hour now so we have like 50 like five chests of like decent loot and then he, this fucking i just see missy alone on the boat and it's like oh god it's all on fire the sail's gone what hopefully she knows you, what to do but what happens if you die um so you get sent to like this like it's called flying like the, dutchman the, 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 it's like, it's the, like ferryman, the ferryman ship. the ferryman yeah it's like this just purgatory where you have to like sit there for your respawn time and then you get sent back to your boat if it's still there. Mm. Oh, so like, so let's say like we're getting raided, right? Mm-hmm. And all of us die. Do we not get our boat back? As long as the boat's still there, we'll respawn on the boat, and they'll probably just start keep like killing you. And or there's a bunch of weird strats you could do on Sea of Thieves. Like you could just sink their boat so that you could just pick up the loot in the water because it'll just drop in once the boat sails. Or you could just kind of keep killing them as they respawn. Um, if you want to be uh, uh, like a cock about it. <clears throat> I snapped my keyboard if somebody did that to me. Yeah. Um, Actually, I didn't encounter any other players when we were playing. I don't know if that was because we had like three new people playing the game or something. Um, but yeah, that was weird because Sea of Thieves is a game where it's got a lot of content, but you really have to make up your own like things you want to do. You really have to kind of do stuff that's fun for yourself. Um, like me and Nick just fucking I think you'd enjoy playing with Nick because um, we just fucking goof off and do adventures and shit and it's like there's only cosmetics you can unlock but you know yeah. what we're having a gay old time doing it <laughs> so is it like ocean minecraft in a way like it's what you make out of it as uh, far as gameplay goes there's not much building or anything but it's a giant open world where you could sail around and do whatever pirates do like, so if you have a jolly old time singing songs and fucking getting chased by Krakens, getting pissed off at random puzzles that you have to figure out. I'm still heartbroken over that puzzle, though. 
If we play again, that's the first thing we're trying to do. <laughs> we did a puzzle. Um, we were following this. Uh, we got a quest. We got a key. We followed the key to the island we needed to get to. Figured out where the key went. We had two of them. Get into this, like, treasure chamber. It starts... The door starts closing on us. And the... Um, it starts closing. We have to, like, figure out what these four pillars are for. We get these medallions that have, like... That show this pattern and there's only three but for the four pillars and we were like where the fuck do we do now and we took too long and so we get closed in and we drown um my dumbass was like well i thought we were gonna complete i was confident in us because i've done like two or three of those and i didn't i forgot about like whatever i'd never done that one Mm -hmm. um but i was confident so i was like oh we're these are useless now so i put it i'm like haha i'm gonna put it under the door so it props it up and so we all die, and the door's closed, and the key's gone. Well, so we only got one shot when we technically had two. <laughs> so is does the map stay the same when yeah, you guys the, play? Yeah, the, the map stays the okay, same. Okay, that's good. Because it would piss me off if I failed the puzzle, and you have to go and find it again, and it spawns a different location. Well, we only got that one by chance. It was actually weird. So we were doing, there's, like, events that they'll do, so you can do, like, different quests. It's not always the same. Um, and we were doing one of the quests, and that was part of the loot. It was just called uh, Devil Ridge Stone Key and Devil Ridge Silver Key. Um, and I was like, okay, well, those have a name and they're a key, so maybe they go to something. So we found the island. and We were fucking dicking around the island for an, like an hour or so mm-hmm. looking for this. And we were, the first place we looked ended up being the place where Lewis found the pedestal to put yeah. the key. Because the keys had an inscription, and it was like the boars buried um, in the sand. sand on the East Island. Yeah. And that's where we started. And I thought then, it would be in the cave under, like, the island yeah. under the east. The quest did lead us there eventually, but we had to start it where yeah. where we were looking. And so it was purely by chance that we actually figured out that that was a puzzle, um, just by reading the inscription and looking for the island. They do get a lot harder than that. That's great. <laughs> Considering we have one crewmate that just wants to dress up a woman with a mustache and the other one that just wants to throw up on people. Yeah, I was getting a little annoyed. I'm like, all right, they don't know how to play the game, so I'm going to, like, just leave it as is for now. Well, McGuire gets bored when people know games that he doesn't, because mm-hmm. then he's just kind of like, you already know everything. So. Well, I feel like he needs an objective to do, and there's really no objective in Sea of Thieves, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Like, you have to make up your own kind of story. Well, there's stories like the Tall Tales and stuff like that, but for the large majority, when you're just grinding, you kind of have to make up your own fun with what you're doing. Um, but, like, shit can hit the fans so quick. <laughs> With, like, just random, we had, like, a Megalodon show up out of nowhere that we randomly uh, smacked into an island escaping. <laughs> See, that's the shit I would be into, because I'm a brute when I play video games. So I saw a Megalodon, I'm jumping in the water. <laughs> we started shooting cannons at it, everybody's panicking. Uh, Lewis got off the wheel, so <laughs> we just side <laughs> into an island, like, two seconds later, because we're just fucking full steam ahead. Do the ships move fast? The one we were on was on the, was really fast. Yeah, yeah, so the frigates, like, if you have fucking a tailwind and you're fucking full sails down, you're moving. Um, the, the the smaller the ship you get, the slower it, the max speed is. But they all move pretty quick. Yeah, we were all so distracted by the shark, we did not realize we were going headfirst into a rock. <laughs> no. It hurt. And the shark was just like, ah, I'm out of here. And he <laughs> just left. We had a great track record of anchoring that bad boy. <laughs> it was a lot of SpongeBob. You're good. You're good. Oh my You're god, good. dude. We drove over like 12 islands. And perfect. 
We just got 12 holes in the bottom of the boat. It's filled with water. Yeah. Is there, is there icebergs in this game? I don't think so. I've mm. never seen. There's like volcanoes and rocks. And I just pull up on a shooty cannon at it. Like, that's what you get for sinking Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> this is revenge. You're getting pretty nasty, though. Steering that boat's really hard because it's so fast. And it's like. Well, the frigate, I, I've never. Like, I'm pretty poorly experienced with the frigate. I'm usually like on the brigand or the sloop because I never had like four people to play with. Like, the brigand, you fucking gotta keep turning and turning mm-hmm. and turning. So you really gotta anticipate that shit. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've found, like, tiny adjustments to the wheel are probably easier for, like, bigger ships. Because you put in full right, you better be dedicated to turning fucking right. Yeah, because it takes a while to straighten that thing out. And it took me a while to learn <laughs> that, take, so. like, ten seconds. Just, you just, characters just spinning it, and then it's like, okay, now we're straight. And you're 180 yeah, that thing was that thing was a little too quick. And then we had you dropping the anchor and raising the anchor and doing the sails. I think McGuire was fishing. I don't really know what he's doing. I don't well, know what they, Missy was doing. I have Mi- no idea what Missy was doing. Uh, Missy and McGuire, for the large portion of it, were adjusting the sails. They were doing a pretty decent job um, for the most part. Um, see, the problem is when I'm steering... You can't really see anything. You have the sails right in front of you. Which is, so I have to rely on everybody else to be doing stuff, like... Like, hey, Lewis, you got to turn left because there is a rock, like a giant rock in front of us. And I wouldn't know that if nobody says anything. See, what, what the, the jobs kind of boiled down to was Lewis was steering, I was navigating on the map, and then Missy and McGuire were kind of doing sails and looking out. And I was kind of hoping they'd do a little better job at looking out of, like, what's <laughs> the directly in front of us. Yeah. Um, but McGuire and uh, I felt it was uh, fishing or dancing or playing music. <laughs> When he wasn't adjusting sails, and uh, I probably should have told him, it's like, hey, can you just keep an eye out so we don't crash into anything? We were really good at seeing things in the long term. Because like, well, like six miles away, there's a rock. We're not hitting it. But if there's an island <laughs> twenty feet, feet in front of us, <laughs> yeah, we're going over. Right into it. I play an important role that you guys wouldn't think about. I'd be like an old man at a country club. I'll walk around offering you guys slices of clementine <laughs> because I wouldn't want you guys getting scurvy. Clementine. Like clementine. Clementine. I guess captain. <laughs> yeah. We ran through that joke like 12 times last night. Yeah. Captain! Yeah? yeah? yeah. <laughs> I feel like you have to. It's like iconic of the game. So, yeah. I mean, that was fun. Uh, we played a lot of songs. We found out one of the songs we were playing was called Summon the Megalodon, and we think that's why the Megalodon showed up. We don't know for sure, though. We tried it later in the game. I was like, wait a second. This song's called Summon the Megalodon. We were all playing it in the open sea, nothing happened. Is that why sea shanties became popular? What? It's because of this game. They're like, if you go on Spotify, uh, like a trending, probably, there's like sea shanties no, trending. Probably, like, had a good, like, jump start to it. I don't know, the internet's weird, so it could, like, anything becomes popular after a while. Or yeah. randomly. Like, but Dogecoin is up to, like, what, 10 cents now? Yeah, it went to ten cents, went all the way to fourteen cents, and then now it's back down to like a ten-ish, eleven. I wish it would just crash again. Same. I had enough of this. <clears throat> Look, I I'm not saying this as a pessimistic thing. I want to buy more because <laughs> I'm confident at some point this shit's hitting a dollar. I'm so and upset. I just don't feel like investing in it right now <laughs> at that much. I'm so upset that value investing is going. Like, financials of a company, all that stuff doesn't make any sense. Like, the reason why it skyrocketed is because there's a uh, company called Kronos mm-hmm. that bought, like, 6 million coins. Really? Yeah. And I, they did basically for their IPO drop is just to be able to attain more money for the IPO. And that helped boost it. Elon tweets about it all the time. 
But last night I had Steve texting me, going, "Bro, you see me, Doge?" And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, if you text me one more time about Doge, I'm gonna throw my phone." Has this man window. sold yet? No, that dude. Oh, that dude's God. hands are harder than diamond. He's past diamond at that point. I've sold three times already. Sold, bought, sold, bought. My this man's got how many? Like over a hundred k. Yeah, my. I mean, when he bought it, it wasn't that much, but still, like that's you can get a decent chunk of change for that now. I'm trying. I'm trying to think the relation. My stepsister's husband. Yeah, uh, him and his friends bought Doge on Super Bowl Sunday with us because I told him that Elon was going to yeah, you were telling me, and it dipped after. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, and they were like, do we sell? Do we sell? Like, no, this coin pumps and it dumps, so it's <laughs> pumped, and he goes. I made my money back. Do I sell? I'm like, wait. Hold. It, I hold. hold. It hit point eleven. I call him like ten thirty while everybody's checks me about it. I go, fucking sell. <laughs> Get out of there. Sell, sell, sell. So he gets all of his friends in a group call. I had like five people on the call. Like, do we sell? I'm like, sell. And they sell. They bowled. They all put a hundred dollars in there. They all made like fifty bucks and they ran away. I was like, get out of there. And that's like the appeal to like starting out investors or at least crypto stuff with like Dogecoin. It's so fucking cheap. You can just put 10 bucks in and you'll have like 500. It's like, oh man, I got 500 Dogecoin. And Dogecoin sparked cryptocurrency conversations for a lot of people you wouldn't be expecting to talk about it. Um, Like what's the one, so you said the problem with Bitcoin is that there's not enough for like population wise to be used as a global currency. Isn't it only prime numbers? Like, how is it, like, that's how I thought it was, like, capped. Yeah. So, basically, there's only a certain amount of, like, Bitcoins that can be mined to make it to a certain market cap. So, basically, the max is 500,000 Bitcoins. Well, that would be the price for it, which would be $500,000 for a coin, which means not everybody can own an actual Bitcoin. So, it can't be a world currency. Um and everybody can own it. It'll still be a decent investment, and you can still, like, trade it, so to speak. But Ethereum would be a better investment. That's the one I was asking about. Yeah, because I I think... Flashbacks of listening to your videos while playing Need for Speed. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was walking through the mall, I believe it was the mall, and I heard this dude, and I'm talking gray stains on his shirt, positively disheveled. I mean, shell of a human being. Jokar Noir in a white BMW? I don't know what language you just spoke to me. (laughs) But no, this random guy was just... And it didn't even look like he was there with these people. He was just educating these people on Ethereum. And he was just sitting... And it was like, I'm talking hand gestures. Looked like he hadn't slept in weeks. I mean, dude was just like tinfoil hat. Yeah, he was just... And he kept saying Ethereum, Ethereum, Ethereum. And I was just... I walked past and I just listened for a second. And I was just like, yeah, that's... uh, Interesting. <laughs> They're probably not in that conversation by choice. <laughs> Ethereum is a better investment choice, even though there's people like that out there. But there's also like, I, I just made a video today called on oh, Anchor, which is a cheap coin. Um, I, I explained the video is very short, but it takes like, like NFTs is what they really work for. I hate NFTs. Same, but that's what they're like advertising for. But what they really do is they take things that aren't like protected on the internet or coded or have any data coverage for them and just take them in and you make it on currency so they have a purpose is what i'm trying to say mm. and it's like 0.15 cent like 0.15 for one coin i put a thousand dollars of my money in there when it dipped so i point thirteen nine, and now it's up and now i'm at like twelve hundred dollars so i made two hundred dollars profit i'm holding this thing this thing's gonna pump i have a feeling it's <coughs> skyrocketing now but i'm investing in cryptocurrencies that have an actual purpose um, when it comes to like Ethereum other coins I'm just gonna wait it's gonna go up still 
But the thing is, is like cryptocurrency is hot. And where I was trying to go back full circle with this is that there's so many young investors interested in crypto, but they're giving insanely false price predictions. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's like they want to be optimistic. So like they'll be like, Dogecoin's gonna hit a hundred dollars. Physically cannot. <laughs> like the the market cap would have to be like trillions and trillions of dollars. That means everybody's just gonna go, Okay, you can have my money, all of it. Oof. Second mortgage, I opened one. <laughs> well that was like so you might know better about this because I've always mentioned how D Howe had Bitcoin. I, I, whenever I think about Bitcoin, I think about D Howe. I've always mentioned that. Yeah. I remember what was it like twenty seventeen? Yeah, that was like when it was cheap. It was pretty cheap. I remember the exact amount he was trying to buy at. It was like two sixteen. He's really? like, bro, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy Bitcoin at two sixty. I'm like, bro, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm like, man, could have had thirty grand. How much is it up to fifty? Like, I it's sixty four thousand dollars. Yeah, well, it dipped today sixty two, but oh. it got up to sixty four k. If he sold at sixty four k, he he wouldn't work a day. He's like, no, mm-hmm. this fucking man was like, I mean, you gotta be a special type of crazy like to invest oh, yeah. into that type of thing, and like fucking Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, the same, like, with me, with crypto, it's like, I suck at gambling. So, it's like, you know, I believe in it. You know, I think it's going to go up. I just don't want to take that risk. Yeah, and there's a ton of people who feel that way. And then you've got these people that, like, a D. Howard or a Steve, that'll just throw insane amounts of cash at it and be like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> and then it's like, it works out. It's like, yeah, I kind of expected that. And it's like, and then there's profit. Yeah. That's the ridiculous part, you know. It's cause, like you could throw $100 in four <coughs> different cryptocurrencies and three of them could fail, but if one of them spikes, like how 219 to 64,000, those losses don't matter. I mean, you lost 300 bucks and you gained 64,000, so. Investing doesn't really, like, this is going to be a hot take, but investing in crypto doesn't really have a purpose because nobody's really using cryptocurrencies for anything. They're just using it because they go price goes up. It's just, They're using it to buy drugs off the dark web. Yeah. I saw the CIA, what, I think I saw an article that's like the CIA is getting mad at Bitcoin. <laughs> it's like, it's used for illegal stuff. It's like, well, yeah, it's not traceable. Yeah. Well, point. Bitcoin and stuff like that's been used for that shit for a long well, time. Well, since it's but, been invented. Yeah. But the, I think that's why he wanted to buy it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the fucking dark web. <laughs> buy meth and child porn. Like my coin anchor, nobody's using that. Going, yeah, can I buy this candy bar and anchor? Like nobody's actually doing that. Do you think that? we're ever gonna hit a point where it's like, hey, do you accept Bitcoin? <laughs> yeah. Swear to God, there was something I saw some website or maybe it was like some person using like Etsy think, or something, but they accepted Bitcoin. I was like, I think that is I've wild. Like prostitutes or something? I forget. I <laughs> think about it. Like QR codes. It's like scam yeah. for Bitcoin. That's wild. Not that I use prostitutes, yeah. but I mean, like, as memes. But yeah, she opens it up. Refer to my goes right here. Like, stay still. <laughs> <laughs> get, get a nice QR tatted on your, like, groin area. <laughs> hey, if you watch my first episode, apparently I pay strippers to hug me and I cry. So I can, I can start using Bitcoin for that. <laughs> well, there, in Boston, there's a Bitcoin ATM in that gas station. Really? Really? Mm-hmm, that gas station was questionable. Oh, yeah. Well, of course it was. But there's... They a, accept Bitcoin. They accept Bitcoin. And... Tesla now uh, accepts it, and what they do is the Bitcoin they collect, they'll put into their Bitcoin portfolio, which will overall boost the price of Bitcoin. So, Mm. yeah. Jesus Christ. Elon Musk is way ahead of his time. 
Elmos is a goat. People hate on him, but everybody's gonna hate on everybody. They're like, what about the emerald mines in South Africa where his family was doing that? Like, what were they doing? Yeah, wasn't that, there wasn't that controversy about the batteries for Teslas being mined? Essentially, they're essentially blood diamonds. Yeah, like the, the honestly, lithi- <laughs> yeah, Dude, lithium <laughs> lithium batteries are like not good for the environment. There's um, let me think of the company that's doing it because they talked about it on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was sponsored by them. I think it's Churchill Capital CCIV. They the guy on the podcast is like a mountain climber. He got sponsored by this off-road electric vehicle. And what they do is their batteries on the vehicles are reusable. So when the motor unit is reusable, when the car brakes shuts down, battery stops working, you can just break those down and reuse it for something else without fucking up the environment. Well, I thought they do that with normal car batteries. Isn't the core taken out whenever you... You throw them in the ocean, the George electric field. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Aren't car batteries still lithium? Yeah. yeah. I just remember having to turn in a car battery, and I remember I was like, I mean, this was when I first started driving, so I don't know anything about cars. My dad, when I had to buy a new car battery, it was to take the old one and give it to them because they either properly dispose of the core or use it for a different well, battery. that's the thing. They properly dispose of it by just, like... I Throwing think, it in the ocean. These electric eels, man, like, they're taking a lot of power. I love that. And they talked about, I don't know if that was on Joe Rogan or not, but they talked about they had no idea how electric eels were even reproducing because they're like agendered or something. They were like, where are they coming from? Why is nobody worried about this? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I sometimes when I'm bored, I think about like creatures and shit on Earth. I'm like, we're just a fucking crockpot of people. Like, what do you mean by the, like humans itself or like different animals? or like Different animals. I mean, humans are humans. Like, you can look at humans and go, like, yeah, a person is like different than me personality wise or whatever. But I'm like, there's, you know what an anteater looks like? Yeah, it's got like a weird ass nose. <laughs> yeah. That, it's like, got like a fat little body. Imagine like walking your dog down the street and that thing's just going like all over, <laughs> like, all over the, the sidewalk. Like, who made you? Like, if, whether you believe in a god or not, like, who yeah, put you I here? I would be confused because why the fuck's an anteater in fucking central Jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you're telling me we came from cells to that? Same thing with, like, like dogs. Like, you see, like, the little, like, Yorkies and then there's, like, a wolf. Or, or like, pugs. Yeah. Oh, poor pugs. Pugs have terrible quality of life. Oh, my God. Those poor things are Sa- genetic freaks. Um, like fancy goldfish. What's a doll that Jeff has? Uh, Frenchie? French Bulldog, yeah. Yeah, like... Those are, like, the... Lady Gaga's dog walker got shot for those things. I mean, they're... What? You never heard that story? Yeah, like, a month ago, her dog walker got, like, shot, and her dogs were stolen. Yeah, she, so... She put a bounty out for the dogs. Oh, yeah. Dude, because they're so expensive. I mean, every rich person wants a French Bulldog. I mean, to get a puppy, is like, $10,000. So somebody shot her dog walker. She has three. So somebody shot her dog walker. One of the dogs got away. He was like, yo, I'm going to go get help. And then, and then the other two got kidnapped. They found him. She paid for his medical bills. I mean, it's all a happy ending now. But, like, dude got murked for some French bulldogs. Can you imagine seeing a blackout escalate with, like, a muffled rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just walking through the park. Yo, my cat's outside the door. Is that who that is? Yeah. I hear them. Yo, Phoebe. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Sure. Can you imagine somebody coming up to you in a park and like under a bridge and he just opens a trench coat and like, yo, you need French bulldogs. And he's just got like six dogs just like right in his pockets. How much? <laughs> Do purebred? No. <laughs> like oh, fake watches. Poor doll walker, man. Just trying to do her job or his job. Let's listen to uh, the BGs going. Because <laughs> why is my shoulder high? <laughs> <laughs> my brain's telling me there's something wrong. 
No, yeah, she he got they. We won't assume genders got Merck for those bulldogs. She got him back, but it took I think it took like a week or two, Sounds at least. Right. Yeah, something like that. Whoever shot. I stopped. What do you think you're gonna do though? It's like somebody tries to sell you a French bulldog. It's like where'd you get them from, Lady Gaga? Well, you ask where you get your dogs, or they kind of just end up in the shelter. It's like I'll take that one. Well, yeah, but like you're not. I mean, I guess the shelter. I mean, if he's stealing it. from, he wants to profit from them, so he's not gonna be like, I don't know what to do with these. Do you think there's like a there's got to be like an underground like fence for like dogs at that point? Then? Honestly, there could be. Which I mean, that's probably how COVID started. Just a wet market. There's a wet market somewhere in the U.S. They're selling people French bulldogs to eat. Could you imagine how much like you'd have to pay to eat Lady Gaga's French bulldogs? I'm gonna stop that that segment. <laughs> You're a pilot. That that would be a correct statement. Yes. Yeah. So lat. Literally, they know. <laughs> you talked in, a lot about plane crashes. Yeah, you were in this room before we recorded an episode. This didn't work out because the gap in the audio was so long that it literally wouldn't synchronize. Jeez. Because I was about to say you could really freak people out if you just cut back to that. We're all sitting in the same place with completely different outfits. Have that conversation pick up and then cut back to this. I would, but it's gone. Oh, really? Yeah, I deleted it. Oh, so good. They can make this camera space so we can just like record for a longer time if needed. But, yeah, we talked about plane crashes. Conversation got really deep. What did we uh, end up talking about? We talked about like Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> I think we went from plane crashes to Modern Warfare, yeah. Well, the one story you told that I want to touch back up on again was <coughs> the... Well, I was talking to you about... Um, was it the worst plane crash in history? It wasn't even in the air? Was it that story? Because that shit kind of caught me off guard. I was talking about the one on the runway where the, they were trying to... Yeah, yeah that's the one. That one. That's the one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Tell that story again because that <coughs> one needs just to be said in the air. Like, where do you want me to start with this? Like, well, oh, clean slate. Tell the story slate. off the rip. Like, you didn't tell it to us before. Uh, okay. So, so I guess since the, I'll start back where I brought it up last time. So, like, the worst air disaster in history. You think, well, I feel like a lot of people's fears with, like, flying planes, it's like, oh, no, they're going to crash into you in the air or whatever. It's like, well, good news for you. It's <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> the deadliest plane crash in history happened on the ground. Which yeah, is, that makes me feel so much better about getting in a plane. I mean, it's like highly unlikely. You're more you're more likely to die driving to the airport than flying from it. So really? yeah, I guess because I'm not behind the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, like the, there are so many checks that go on before even getting inside the aircraft that go on. Like you don't freaking measure your you don't check your tires or your brake pads and your tires air pressures every time you go driving. Like, mm-hmm. We check those before t- like even moving, um, and like different things. <clears throat> um, I guess for reference for everybody, I am a commercial rated commercial instrument rated pilot uh, for single engine land planes. Um, just so you don't think I'm some fucking Chuck Yeager thing kind of <laughs> humble myself no i'm not fucking some atp pilot or air transport pilot what's that movie with tom cruise top gun yeah yeah i'll say catch me if you can it's based on him same it's movie based on him. <laughs> yeah it's based on him too yeah the one that released in the 80s yeah <laughs> you have an age to bit i taught tom cruise his aging technique <laughs> <laughs> that's scientology um so the worst air disaster forget where the fuck it was. You said it was, last it, time you said it was Tel Aviv? Tel, that sounds about right. That could be wrong, though. Like, um, but it's in, like, the Caribbean areas of South America. Um, so it started off because there was a terrorist attack at the intended destination of these uh, these 
airlines, which they were flying to, so they had to divert to another airport, which was smaller and only had a single runway. So uh, there was, like, dense fog during that day, so it was, like, really hard and poor visibility. You could, like, barely see your hand in front of you. I don't think that, but, but like, you get the idea. Um, so what happens, they finally clear up the issue with the other airport. The airliners are getting ready to take back off. Um, and so they had them getting ready, taxiing down to take off. They get the first plane set up on the runway um, for departure. They give them their their IFR clearance to the other airport. Um, and while they're doing that, the other airplane is taxiing down the runway towards the other plane. Um, and then is going to cut into the taxiway to get behind them. But what happens is they mistake something, part of that clearance, as they're cleared for takeoff. They punch it. Um, they're like, hey, are you sure we were cleared for takeoff? One of them asks that, and uh, they kind of waves it off. It's like, yeah. Um, and ends up happening. They're turning off the runway, the, the second plane, and then the first plane kind of just bellies straight into the other plane. Uh, killing about 400-some people, I think. Jesus Christ. And you said there were survivors of that? I think so, if I recall correctly. Probably not a large portion of them. Like, uh, for they, whatever reason, eight sticks in my head. Yeah. Like, we talked before, like, you said, like, <laughs> they're probably, like, burned and stuff because it's because of the fuel. Oh, yeah. No. But, like, in my head, I'm imagining, like, big explosion, and then there's just, like, one dude, like, Oh my god! It's kind of like, like a cartoon, I'm like just the circle around them is just not touched in yeah. the plane seat. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck just happened? He takes out his headphones because he thinks the seatbelt thing just went on. Yeah. Bless you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a water? Plane's <laughs> <laughs> gone. Oh man, it turned the heat on. Yeah. So Can you imagine that dude took a Xanax to just get through the flight and he just wakes up? He's just in a seat in the middle of the runway. That's so sad. Surrounded though. by fire trucks and there's probably whole families that died in that plane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's <clears throat> so you said that they were going essentially opposite ways down the runway and the one was gonna taxi off to get behind yeah. to like essentially do the so same thing. For like airports people don't really think about I, or at least when I wasn't a pilot, I wouldn't think about stuff like this. But with airports you have your runways and then you have like taxiways connecting everything around. Um, with larger airports, there's basically taxiways everywhere, so you can just kind of zigzag in and out, whatever the fuck you want. Um, but smaller airports, you have basically a single um, runway, and then you, most of them, it's like just one offshoot that just kind of follows along the runway on the side to taxi back and forth um, from probably like an FBO, a fixed base operation for like fueling or other stuff, just parking the plane. Um, so that you taxi out from that FBO and then go to whichever end of the runway is more favorable for the winds. Um, so they took, um, they were all lined up at the end of the, the runway that they were using. And so there were planes all along the taxiways. Uh, there were probably like two more other planes. So you couldn't just turn around and taxi back the other way. You had to gut onto the runway and there was only like certain connections to the taxiway from the runway. I think probably four. Uh, um, and so they had to kind of go up the runway and then taxi off of it before they can, like, so they can turn around. So our runway is two-way. Mm -hmm. Is it a one-way, or can you take off from either side? Either side. So at Trenton Mercer Airport, 
we have runway two, four, and six, which is the same strip of the asphalt. And then you got three, four, and one, six. And so it's just opposing uh, cardinal directions that they're oh, okay. set up. So <coughs> when this, I'm trying to relate to this. So when you drop a boat, like if you drop a boat in the river, mm -hmm. there's buoys, and wow, depending on the direction you're facing, it'll be a red side, green side, mm -hmm. just to give you the direction. Mm -hmm. Is that the same thing with like the uh, runways? For like one C, like the other one, like for opposing sides, will it be like colors to flag you and they know which side, or you just know? No. So for taxiing around airports, everything, uh, for a towered field, you're going to be told wherever you're going by a, a ATC um, a controller. There we go. <clears throat> so they're going to be giving you clearances to, before you even step onto the taxiway. So you'll call up ATC and you'll be like, okay, here I am. This is what I want to do. Um, how am I getting there? And they'll be like, okay, here's your directions. Go on this taxiway, then turn th onto this taxiway, and then turn onto this taxiway, and then you'll be at your destination. Um, so that's that, like a towered field. But on an untowered field, basically it's cowboy land where you, you're like, hey, you, technically you don't even need to announce you're doing anything on an untowered field. You kind of could just land if you really wanted to. Um, but courtesy is a thing, so... You basically announce that, hey, I'm joining into this traffic pattern, which is basically what people do to get set up to land. Um, so you'll enter in on a 45-degree angle, um, pretty much run parallel with the runway, um, and then turn, usually it's left, into a base, which is then you're perpendicular with the runway, and then you'll turn final, which is then you'll be lined up with the runway and you'll be descending down. Uh, to land, and so you'll be making those calls, letting people know you're there, looking out for traffic in front of you, whatever. Um, and then you announce you're clear of the runway so that other people can land. Um, after that, you basically okay, look around. Where what are the taxiways? Where do I want to go? And what do I need to do? Um, and kind of juggle what other people are doing. So usually on towered fields aren't that busy. Anyway, so it's not an issue. You could just taxi back to your FBO or the runway to take back off if you want to do that. Um, but if you like, if someone's coming, it's usually like, hey, we'll give way to you. It's like you can go ahead or stuff like that. Or you might have to, worst case scenario, shut down the plane, push it back, and go from there. But um, there's no one governing what you're doing at untowered fields. If you're at an untowered field, are who are you coming in contact with? Is it an air traffic controller at another place? Nope. So untowered fields, like I said, it's it's cowboy land. There's no one controlling what you're doing. You, um, sorry to interrupt you. You said you called in for, like, courtesy. Yeah, so they, they have frequencies that you could uh, contact. Like, it's called a common traffic advisory frequency, a CTAF, uh, that is assigned to that airport. Um, but it's usually shared a bunch of a ton of different airports in the area. Um, so Trenton Robbinsville is an untowered field. Its frequency is 123.00. Uh, so you tune into that into your uh, radios, and then you're like, hey, um, Robbinsville traffic, uh, white Cessna five miles to the south, uh, looking to enter the pattern for uh, what is it, uh, 29, I think is their runway. Um, and then Robbinsville traffic. And so that basically alerts anybody at Trent Robbinsville Airport. It's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. They're five miles south. Look for them. Um, kind of get a gauge where they're doing. Then you just announce all the other things that I was telling you about on that same type of principle. And you say where you're at at the beginning and then 
who you are, what you're doing, and then where you're at at the end. And that's your call, or the suggested call that you're supposed to do. <clears throat> so, for untowered fields, when you said that, like, like for a frame of reference, the plane crash um, in Tel Aviv. If well, you have that was a towered field, I believe. Um, so, it was a towered field because they got a clearance. So, they were told to taxi up the runway and turn off on one of the taxiways and then to the runway. The confusion happened when they were told to, they were cleared uh, for their IFR clearance, I believe is what it was. Um, but like I said uh, previously, it was a confusion of wordages of what they were actually cleared to do. They thought they were cleared for takeoff. They've been cleared for something other than that, and they were not technically cleared for takeoff. Um, but they thought they were, and they kind of just went with that. Yeah, but that, they were diverted, right? That wasn't their original destination. That was not, no. So say you were diverted, if you were flying to Trenton Mercer Airport, and you got diverted to Trenton Robbinsville, like someplace that's untowered. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, if you're diverted, you're not going to necessarily have all the information about where you're going. Like, how would you know about names of the runways and stuff like that? Because... So... Is there information? As a, as, yeah. As a pilot, you have certain things that you should have handy on you. Um... I myself and many other pilots have ForeFlight, um, which is an electronic thing we use on the iPad <clears throat> that gives us um, sectionals and charts and other information about airports and other things that it has stored on here um, that I could check for anything that I would not be prepared for originally. Um, but if you don't have that, like previously, they'd have charts for themselves on information about each airport. Um, telling you what frequencies they are, what uh, runways they have, um, what instrument approaches they have, um, anything you want to look up, um, there's a chart for it. Um, so either uh, in the past for like the diversions and stuff like that, um, they probably had this place planned as an alternate, um, which you have to have on, you don't technically have to have on all instrument flight plans. But if the weather is poor at your one destination, you're required to have an alternate planned um, in case that you're unable to shoot an approach that the weather's too bad at the original destination to land somewhere else nearby. Um, but th there are like charts for every which way uh, telling you different things. Um, like the, a VFR sectional chart just shows you the general area of everything. It shows you where airports are what frequencies their tower or CTAF is, what ground frequency is on there, um, what the airport elevation is, um, if there's any differences in patterns. So like I was saying, left pattern is generally the normal thing. It might, it'll have an RP on there saying if it's a right pattern on a different runway and they'll have that runway listed on there. Um, so this thing's like Wikipedia for all oh, yeah. pilots. Oh yeah, I could show you. What if you go to like a super cowboy land airport and they have no information? Like, well, could you add it have, in? They'll, they'll all have information on this sectional. So just like for frame of reference, like that's just a random airport I pulled up. Uh, that's a private. Yeah. So like it'll have the name of the airport, uh, the weather uh, frequency, the, what the identifier for that airport is. Uh, frequency to talk to people or that's the airport elevation it's got lighting or pilot controlled lighting there's the frequency to talk to people um, and then the, there's like everything on here that you need to know if you were just flying visual <clears throat> are the smaller dots the planes what 
the witch dots. So, like, you see these smaller, like, rings and stuff? What are these again? Because there's, like, different symbols. These magenta rings right here? Yeah, there's magenta rings, and then, like, inside, there's, like, one that says M, and then there's, like, so, like U and a crosshair almost. This can of worms is airspace. Um, so, these magenta rings are signifying class echo airspace. So, class echo airspace, there are different weather limitations and different with this for a second. Okay, go ahead. Um, that you could look at here and give me a little more. Um, so class echo space has different weather limitations like um, uh, ceilings that you could fly in for visual flight rules. Uh, that's like the entire U.S. VFR sectional. It does make me feel more comfortable knowing that every pilot has this access to this much information. Like, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's just signifying different airspace, how it's laid out. So class echo airspace, we're basically, um, the, the magenta rings are showing that inside that ring, um, class echo airspace is down to 700 feet AGL, um, and then it's below that is class golf airspace, and each of the, like I said, each of those airspaces have different like weather minimums and um, controllability factors. So usually they use class echo airspace so that they control or can move pilot or airplanes around. Um, because technically uh, they don't have the ability to uh, tell people what to do in class golf airspace. Oh, so that thing's cool. Yeah. What are all the white lines? Like there's, see, so there's these, a giant white square. That white squares, those are showing the TAC charts, the terminal air charts. I forget exactly. Um, but TAC and charts. I didn't fit the acronym, so. I don't know the exact acronym. I know they're TAC charts. Um, it's just a zoomed-in version of a, vis uh, a VFR sectional for a large area. So, like, you'll have it for large cities like New York, Philadelphia, yeah. uh, Denver. Does weather pop up on this? Like, mm -hmm. ring? Mm -hmm. I can get um, radars on here if I have um, internet or if I have, like, a Stratus or connected to ADSB. You got when you're done, prop can you prop that up on the camera? It'll see it from here. Mm -hmm. It may be hard for them to see, but I want them to get like a visual and ask the next few questions. Um, so when you're flying, my mom wanted me to see how long it would take to fly down to Myrtle Beach. That's what that purple line is. Yeah. Oh, I kind of I assumed <laughs> that that was a mapped flight, so you could see like if I pulled that Myrtle up. Beach, what um, Maryland, or, yeah, uh, North Carolina. Look. We're just dropping this with no context, but apparently it takes 20 minutes to fly out of Atlantic City. Only about 100 bucks. That'd be... Or we're jumping out. I, yeah, I told... We're I, jumping out. I said... So, like, if, I don't know if you... You know he's capable of landing, right? Like, no. it's not a one-time, one-use-only so, plane. If, uh, I could plug in, like, performance charts for each airplane that I fly, and I could select it. So, from uh, the airport we're departing to Myrtle Beach Airport, it estimates that it'll be three and a half hours. Um, and it's that long distance. It's take that much fuel, um, and the winds are at that thing or at twenty knots at what is it six thousand feet. So how so do strong winds affect you? And smaller aircraft, so it's kind of like cannonballs and like bullets and stuff like that, where you have inertia. <clears throat> so the heavier you are, the less you are affected by outside forces. Um, in smaller planes, you're going to get tossed around if strong winds are prevalent. In larger aircraft, you're going to need a lot stronger winds um, to, to knock that plane around. So that's why, like, when you're in an airliner and you're getting tossed around, it's violent because those winds are strong. Because that plane is heavy as hell, so it's going to need a lot of force to move that thing. 
This says 20 knots of a headwind. Where does, like, what distinguishes a head versus tailwind? Like, what direction it's coming from. Um, so, so head would be north? No. So, fuck. Uh, it doesn't matter which direction it's coming from. It's the wind direction in relation to where you're flying. Oh, so this is the 20 knots headwind is going to be for the Myrtle, Bite, Myrtle Beach flight. Yeah, that that's have. what it's calculated. Oh, okay. So, it's coming from the south to the north. Um, and I'm flying from the north to the south, okay. so I've got a 20-knot headwind coming or flying to the south. So I know, uh, I mean, everybody knows what ETA is, but what is ETE? Because that's the only one that, is that just time in the air? ETE, that's uh, the uh, estimated time en route. So, yeah, and time in the So pretty much without. Elevated. <laughs> <laughs> elevated. So pretty much time not accounting for landing pre-trip and all those yep. extra fun yeah, stuff. So, uh, taxiing, pre-flight, uh, pre-flight taxiing, run-up. It's from the time you take off to the time you land. So then when you buy a flight from just like a commercial airline, they tell you the ETA, but not the ETE, or do they tell you the ETE? Not the I'd ETA? assume ETA, because they're probably factoring in a percentage of time to like taxi off and deboard and stuff like that. If I had a guess, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, because I've never been on a flight that's taken the exact amount of time that they've needed. Yeah. It seemed like they were just guessing. Like, hey, this flight usually takes an hour. Mm-hmm. So the unorthodox part of me has to ask a question. Can a regular citizen, uh-huh. this like the average Joe, yeah. go up to you and ask and like get a ride, basically? Pay you for everything, but like... Because I know, like, I can. I oh, know you. So this is the gray, gray, gray area that the FAA also loves to just leave super vague. Um, so this is a big part of, like, any pilot's, like, commercial check ride. Um, because when you're a commercial pilot, technically speaking, you are able to fly to be at for compensation. That's the whole part of the um, certificate. What you're kind of describing, there's a whole, not not a whole lot, but it's there's a holding out aspect, which is a big no-no for the FAA. So holding out, and it's like basic description of it, is I can't be like, I can't go buy a billboard and be like, hey, you random stranger driving on the highway, I will fly you wherever the fuck you want as long as you pay for it. Um, because I don't, then I'd be acting as an air carrier, um, and I don't have the licenses and the legal backing to be an air carrier. Um, so you have to be careful that you're not holding out and doing stuff. Um, and that's common carriage. A private carriage is, say, you have a plane of your own, and you're like, hey, Elton, um, can you fly me to Boston um, every nine months and we'll write something up and make it all pretty and legal. Uh, we could write up a contract and be like, I help, will fly Joe to Boston from blah, blah, blah every five or whatever time or whatever. Um, and I, we could do that and that would be legal. But honestly, if you were to do stuff like that, like I'd consult a lawyer at least because yeah. it can, it's really weird and a good way to describe it is, as a pilot, if you're arranging the flight or the the plane and the times, then most likely you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. Okay, so 
I'll follow up with this. And if you can't answer this legally, I understand. So we'll ask for, like, other people. What are you looking at? I'm just hitting things, and I'm trying to undo them, but I'm just hitting more things. <laughs> I don't know where that menu came what from. You, what did you do? I hit that, and I hit that, and I hit that. <laughs> By the way, you haven't unlocked this part of the map yet. Because <laughs> I don't fly in Africa or Asia. I was looking at China. I wasn't seeing a lot of information. Uh, if Well, you can click on Chinese airports. I'm sure they have things. If I asked you or one of my followers asked their pilot friend yeah. for a ride, let's say they live in New Jersey like us, and uh-huh. they want to go to Ohio to visit family, uh-huh. could I come up to you and be like, I'll pay for the fuel and everything, you go to Ohio? Mm-hmm. Is there a legal way we can do that without getting yes. in trouble? So the most simple, easy thing that we could potentially do is you could even do that as a private pilot. And it's called, per or not per diem, um, pro grata. So prorata is basically paying your fair share. So each of us pays a set amount, or not like a set, just divide it up equally. You included? Yes. Oh. Well, that's you could, that's why how you could do it as a private pilot. Um, and so it doesn't change it as a commercial pilot, as prorata. So say I pay one-third, he pays one-third, you pay one-third. We're all paying our prorata share of that flight. Um, and this includes different things like fuel, the cost of the aircraft, um, and then there's different things that it doesn't cover. Um, like landing fees and stuff? Um, no, I'm pretty sure you can cover landing fees because it's part of the flight. Okay. Um, but, like, you have to, you can't be like, hey, Joe, um, you and your friend want to fly to wherever the fuck you just said. Um, I got to get the plane maintenance done. You can't do that. Um, oh, yeah. So Okay, but, yeah, that makes sense. But out of common courtesy, like, if you were like, I have to fly to Ohio because for pilots you need to accrue hours, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I need to accrue like basically hours in the air. Mm-hmm. I need I have a business meeting in Ohio for like a weekend. Mm-hmm. I'll get a flight back, mm-hmm. let's say, but I could pay you to fly to Ohio. Now the big question is where everybody's listening is: Is that cheaper than going to an airline? Well, nowadays most likely not because just dirt cheap. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I'm not sure, like, flying to Ohio, I think, because I, I want to fly to Ohio myself one day, um, go see a Blue Jackets game. Just fucking they play in Ohio? Yeah. I know that. Play in Columbus, Ohio. Always has been. <laughs> it's all Ohio. Um, but I think I calculated it to be about, like, a three-and-a-half-hour trip, and some of the small planes can get pretty expensive. So I'm a part of a flying club. So it's a little better for me because um, I uh, have kind of it's a little cheaper um, since technically I guess I'm a part owner of these aircraft, so I don't have to like pay for like instructor and stuff like that. Um, but for me, flying something it would cost I think three hours is around four hundred dollars I think. Um, every hour, uh, so I was, how Lewis brought up flying to Atlantic City, um, is about a hundred bucks. So I have, there's an aircraft I have access to that is only like 98 bucks an hour. Um, another one I could fly is $140 an hour. And then another one is $180 an hour. Um, and these are all different varying aircraft that can do different performance. Um, so they may cost a little more, but you'll probably be flying a little less. Um, 
the more expensive you go. So like the $100 one isn't that powerful. It's only 180 horsepower. Um, but it's good for like short, probably within 50 nautical miles, 100 nautical miles of wherever the hell you are. Um, then the more powerful planes are better for longer distance flying, um, getting there quicker, and you probably end up paying a lot less money in the long run. So now we have talked about this before, though, but you only log hours um, of actual time that you're flying, like to the minute, like 55. So with training and stuff like that, the aircraft I have uh, for training, they have Hobbs meters. And so Hobbs meters measures the second the engine started. So once the engine started, so the engine stops. And that's how we calculate how much we flew. So now when you say you run a plane for an hour, 100 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. are they going to base it off the hob meter? No. So the club I'm in it is billed off the tack time, which the tack time is not the actual time you're flying. It's the amount of revolutions the engine does, which is less than the time you're flying. Um, usually, um, from what I can base it off of, just generally, it's usually around a half hour less than yeah. you're flying. Um, it's pretty cost effective. Yeah. So the, with the club I'm in, it's tack time um, plus fuel is included. So wet, as they say in the industry. So like you can have like different rentals at different places, and it's they the, a lot of the main questions when you're looking to rent aircraft is like, is this wet time? Is this dry time? Um, is insurance included, um, and different other costs. So dry is you have to pay for fuel yourself. And in the Northeast, that could be a little expensive, so it might not be worth it for people. Um, So what is just means the fuel is included in the flight time. You don't have to pay additional for that. Um, And then insurance, um, if you want to get flying insurance, that's more costs out of pocket and is a thing to kind of weigh and balance renting at different places. No, that drive back from Kutztown, we were on the turnpike, and the speed limit was, I don't know, 70, 80? 70. I always follow the speed limit. 45. I was cruising at 45, and I know I was making people mad, but, like, that rear-wheel drive in the rain was not going well. Were you at least in the the right lane? (sighs) I was in all the lanes. (laughs) I didn't really have a choice of where I was. (laughs) I was just trying to stay alive and make home. Dude, I was... I I remember, like, bits and pieces... You, you could have punched me in the face, and I may have. There's like a sixty percent chance I would have forgot it. He kept try, he kept waking up, and he kept trying to interject, like you're trying to talk to me, like he wasn't asleep for thirty minutes. No, I knew I was, <laughs> but like I'm trying to make conversation to stay awake. But, like, <laughs> Every single time he woke up, he starts talking. How's the drive? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like still the same as it was. I'm yeah. fighting for my life. <laughs> yeah, we got you coming here often. <laughs> we'll put you here on late tonight. <laughs> Dude, I, like, I've been up for 48 hours straight. I don't blame you, but I wish you would have just knocked and stayed asleep. That was a journey that was meant to be taken alone. That's <laughs> impressive. They, they, they 48 hours? Yeah, they weren't knocking me down. So what happened was we went to Atlantic City, partied all night, and I had to be home in the morning and change my tires because my dad's a mechanic. Then he goes, yes, be home in the morning if you're going to drive because I got to change your tires. And I was like, all right, so you're also helping me. So then we leave this house mm-hmm. at 6.30 in the morning, get home at 8.30, Walk in the living room. Him and his girlfriend are in their pajamas. I'm like, hey, are we changing the tire? He goes, he goes, where do you come from? I go, Atlantic City. He goes, you could have just stayed there. And I go, you told me. I'm ready to take the belt. <laughs> like, I, I want the champion belt in the household because I, I'm, like, delusional. So anyways, we change the tires. I'm, I'm like, 
the, the anger in me is just insane. Mm-hmm. So I just go to the gym. He texts me to text our friend Sydney, mm-hmm. saying, "As a joke, by the way, uh-huh. didn't didn't intend that at all." I, go, I he goes, "Ask her if she wants to party." I go, "You want to party?" She FaceTimes <laughs> me, telling me there was like a thrift store party where you dress the themes, like people just in the '90s, like businessmen or women. So we just as greasers, which was just a black and white tee and ripped up jeans. I was gonna just as an anime character, but it, I actually would have fit in at this party. Long story short, drive there. Mm-hmm. PA doesn't have streetlights. There's roads, where there's winding and bending. So I hate the scenic groups. My GPS is weird. And I'm like car sick. And that's because I haven't slept. I'm working on like 1,200 milligrams of caffeine. Absolutely wired. I put in eye drops. I'm like, I'm going to die here. <laughs> I drink one truly. We get in the car. He puts on Lil Dirk. And I just get the second wind. I go, I don't want peace. I want problems always. <laughs> we get to this party. I had a great time. And, um, basically, 5 a.m. was a 48-hour mark, so I stayed up to then. And then Lois goes, okay, you can go to bed now. <laughs> yeah, I wanted him to stay up till 5, because I was like, you already made it this far. You might as well hit the 48-hour mark. And he did. And he came home. And we got home. I got home after dropping the two of them off at, I think, like 6.30, maybe 7. Um... And he texted me at like one. Oh, you stayed up for forty eight hours. You slept for like five hours, Back like at six it, baby. hours. And he texted me some crazy, like half coherent sentence. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, I woke up flexing. <laughs> nah, I, like when you when you stay up that late, your body just doesn't sleep that long. Like the day. Uh, speak after- for yourself. I'll, I'll sleep for fourteen hours. I woke up after five, but after I went to work and stuff like that, well, it was all Sunday, but. I slept, woke up Sunday, did my things Sunday. When I slept into Monday, I went to bed early. And I slept for a long amount, like eight mm-hmm. hours, which is normal. But for me, it's a good amount. I don't, I don't sleep a lot. If I'm, if I'm attending, I'll sleep for like 12 hours. Yeah. I can't I do can it. keep going. I'll wake up with a headache if I sleep too long. I mean, I wake up groggy too, but there's a, I have like, whenever I wake up, I'm presented with two options, which is like get up or go back to sleep. And every time I wake up, I get those two options. And I can just keep hitting that go back to sleep button. And then all of a sudden, I wake up. After going to bed at 8, I wake up, and it's like 2 in the afternoon. I'm a grown boy. It's a great feeling, you know. I feel, it's like, I feel refreshed. It's like, all right. <laughs> let's body, do this 12 hours. War. <laughs> My body functions properly, like efficiently, between 6 and 7. That's what I get at night. I need like eight if I I need exactly eight if I want to be like crystal clear for the next day. Mine's, Never get that. That's weird. It's like I could do like four to five hours, you know, like bare minimum three to five hours work fine. That like seven or six to eight hours is like not great. Mm-hmm. And then it's like after like eight hours, nine plus, it's like, yeah, back at it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but there's sometimes like. If we go drinking heavy, I'll sleep. You never drink heavy. Who, me? Yeah, you kill like five truly, start dancing, and you go, all right, let's go to bed. <laughs> go to bed. Well, I'm not going to be out here yakking and stuff. The only person who drinks heavy in the group anymore is McGuire. That man is a monster. I mean, I've been getting back into it lately um, just because we've had actual stuff to do. We've been out with large groups of people and, like, partying and stuff, and I'll drink. But, like, I need a reason to drink. I can't just go to a bar and sit with, you know, like, you guys and just rail shots of tequila for no reason until I'm sleeping in a gutter. 
Like I, I don't know. McGuire is just willing to drink. Like that man could put it down. He, he and it's like we is up night and day, like immediately. Oh like, yeah. Well, because like we get ready to go drink, and he gets in the car, and he's already like a drink or two in. Oh, Jesus Christ. When we were in Kutztown, I was drunk because we were drinking Trulies. I was getting free shots, and. I called it there. I was also sleep deprived, so I didn't help my situation. But when we were in Atlantic City, we were on a borderline of art. This was so out of context. We were borderline out of orgy. And you're like, you know, like, you're like, this probably needs to be cut out. <laughs> why? Cuts. Well, what? People are going to go, Lewis, who are you? I was you not having? at Atlantic City just for friendly <laughs> reference. I was not a part of this uh, borderline orgy. You're I had welcome. to drive. You could have you got blackout drunk. For all I care. I didn't feel safe. <laughs> I didn't feel safe. I was being, I was being. We were off. being groomed. I was offered a $3 blowjob. I was just like, do I get unorthodox? <laughs> <laughs> this is very cost effective. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I don't even know you, lady. That's just a business transaction. That was heavily favoring City? you. What? That was like that weekend? Yeah, was at the casino. Everybody like broke up it's their own little thing. I don't really like casinos, if I have to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I went to this slot machine where nobody was at. Just sat there with my drink, relax. I guess she was homeless. I don't know what her situation she, she is. She was disheveled. Disheveled for sure. Um, she came up to me, sat on the bench. She goes, I'm going to give you some treatment. <laughs> I was like, you give me some treatment? <laughs> and you work she, here? Yeah. Well, no, she was just like, how much money you got on you? And I go, I'm going to keep it real. I only have like debit and credit cards on me because cash is trash. She subscribed <laughs> to me on YouTube. She goes, I don't have YouTube. I go, okay. So then, um, she was like, when you when you sure slot machines yeah. and you win, you get these little cards. Even if you lose, you cash out, you get them. I had like three of them that equal like three dollars. And she goes, how much money are on the tickets? I go three dollars. <laughs> she goes, how much money is the machine? I'm like twenty, but I'm keeping it for food. And she's like. And she sits there and stares at me for like 30 seconds. Now, I have alcohol in my system, so I'm not really uncomfortable. But, like, I'm holding my ground. Like, you can stare at me all night. I know I look pretty. So she seems looking at me, and she goes, I'll help you out if you give me that $3. I'm like, what are you going to do? Help me build my fucking house? And then she goes, she goes I'll give you a blowjob behind that curtain. If you look in the corner, there's these, like, little curtains that go into, like, a showroom. But it's closed off because of COVID. I go... What? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what do, what do you go behind curtain number three? <laughs> and I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, oh my, like no, I just told her to get out of here. But I felt bad, so I gave her the little thing. I'm like, Universal thanked me somehow. Universe didn't thank me. <laughs> Universe just held me down, going, you knock it off. What are you doing down there? Yeah, and then meanwhile, we had me and McGuire were at a blackjack table, and it was I've never seen a dealer get blackjack so many times in a row and then there was a not to assume some form of like asian lady with us who looked like she just rolled out of bed she had like a parka jacket on i heard you know she clearly did this more often and she was killing it i mean she threw like a hundred dollars on the table firsthand and then when we left she was up a couple hundred like she was a menace i mean she was slaughtering it but, unfortunately, we didn't have that luck. I mean, I was up 50 for one point, and then I was like, yeah, I'll play until I lose it all, because I kind of expected to lose that money anyway. But, it's fun just playing blackjack in a casino, to be honest. Dude, you left to get gas. Yeah. At the party, right? Hmm? I remember when we got to Kutztown, you were all in fumes. Cause I remember the yeah, like 30 miles till empty. 
Yeah, because the thing popped up. I looked at you. I go, huh? <laughs> and you go, it's okay. We got like thirty miles left. And you're like, I'm gonna go get gas and stuff, which was smart because you knew what was ahead of us. Yeah. And we, you left. This kid comes up to me, and he has written on a white T-shirt and black sharpie marker, going, "I took them dabs." <laughs> And I go, who took him? <laughs> you took him? He goes, I took him. And he just he turns to the back. He's like, oh, yeah, this movie. You seen it? Lied to his face. I just go, yeah, man, that movie's a classic. No idea. Don't even remember the name of the movie. He goes, I made my own moonshine. Now, McGuire can, can, I remember that guy. can attest to this because he told us that he has his own, like, distillery thing that he made it out of. Uh-huh. And it tasted really good. It tasted like fall. It tasted like apple spice shit uh-huh and he just goes drink it so i took like a little sip because i don't know where this guy's been said so he goes drink some more now there's a hot girl that i have a crush on next to me which mm. i don't know if she'll ever watch this so we're not going to talk about it so i'm That's like the one that uh we were with uh the other mm, week yeah no, i don't think you've okay. met her just making sure how many girls do i like mm, <laughs> he's talking about the atlantic city group oh no no not that one no which um, other one I know for a fact you haven't met this one because this yeah, one we've only met at Coast Town. The one that came out with us, the one that never does. That never does. Yeah. We're going to talk about this off air, maybe. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> Which girl is. If we say. You keep name, going. I'm going to think about okay, it. Okay, so this girl's nice to me. Like, I'm the, I, I got to show off because she's drunk too. I need to get on some par level. Drink it. Ended up being really strong. I got really messed up. Because that's exactly what the thought process of everybody. It's like, yeah, he's drunk, or I'm drunk, so he better be as drunk as I That's exactly how it was. And uh-huh. she's very affirmative about that. So okay. I was like, okay, I'll okay. do it. And McGuire's there. McGuire's a great influence when I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. So he's doing it. I drank it. I felt good. And then it didn't kick in later until the music started coming on. I knew it was weird because it started playing, like, uh, square dance music. After like EDM music, okay, and I'm like, there was a little bit of Paramore sprinkled in there too. Paramore was pretty good. I love Paramore actually. Yeah, good for them. Huge fan. Look at them. Yeah. They're making big moves. <laughs> so I'm doing like the Cotton Eye Joe dance floor, and I'm apparently <laughs> fitting in. And then Jersey Club music comes on, and I just it's slice of blur, man. But I still haven't thought of the name that you were talking about. I don't know. Give me another hint, and I keep going. Uh, childhood moved away. Huh. You mean like just switch schools? Yeah, during middle school. Oh, we were at uh, we were at Green Parrot. Oh God, no, God no! You should told you should live with the Green Parrot. I would have known that one. Oh no, that's not my taste. Oh okay. No, I mean I'm not like opposed, but it's not not going out of my way for that. No, that wasn't my cup of tea at all. Actually, I mean it's kind of close ish. You can see some like resemblances between the two. Slap long hair on the green parrot and stretch her out a couple inches. She's pretty much the same woman. We're gonna talk. No, I'm confused. Who <laughs> listen to this going? Do I skip this? <laughs> so yeah, so that happened. I got really, really, really messed up at this party. Ended up leaving. The girl I had a crush on was talking about politics. Like I said earlier. Oh, okay. This is that girl. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she ended up having, like, a very normal sense of view of things where she... You'd be surprised to post to the media. Most people are pretty average. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I called it common sense politics. It was just very forgiving people, to all. The media just fucking throws shit at it. Everybody's like, And everybody thinks that everybody's, like, delusional. It's like, no, these are just, like, 
very vocal minorities and people. What do they call it? It's like rage politics or something? I don't like know. where they try to Empty just like, ink. make the most noise. <laughs> it just was just clips and stuff. I mean, um, I feel like it's the the, it's the the problem with people is not having opposing political views. It's not being able to have a conversation with someone with a political view. It's someone who makes it their entire personality and only sticks to this exact viewpoint. They are not willing to compromise any which way. Those are the worst people. Yeah, I won't even uh, uh, entertain a conversation with somebody in politics if they're not willing to hear other points. I would consider myself decently right-leaning, but, you know, I have friends, many friends that are left-leaning, and these people are wonderful people. You are not determined if you're a good person by which political leaning you go to. It's if you're a piece of shit or not. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, I think I I'm slightly left. I have a huge hot take. Hot Bro, take, I hot took take. A, I took the political test in high school, and it basically said I'm, like, center slightly to the left. That's where I was. Yeah. Mm. But Well, which one? There are, like, a billion of them. It's the... But the I don't know. The ba but da My teacher, Balak, which I was trying to pronounce, gave it to us in human behavior class, which is, like, what we talked about. Yeah. Um... Oh, man, I was going to say something. You took the behavior test. You're slightly left, center. Piece of shit? Yeah, yeah. That. Oh, I was going to say something, like, really controversial. Oh. Oh, hot take. Hot take. Honestly, when it comes to, like, opposing political views, say there's something far left and far right, mm-hmm. I feel like guys will, like, just be more chill with each other than females. I feel like females create a larger problem, on social media specifically. Because guys will just be like, let's fight. If I don't like you enough, we'll fight. And then this is like, okay. Like, girls really aren't that violent. So I feel like they have to use their words. Girls are pretty violent, to be honest. I, At least from where we grew up, they're always willing to fight. Yeah, but that's like, you got to realize not everywhere is like that. <laughs> I mean, we were at the FERC one year, and I thought, I saw one chick get in a fist fight with a man. They weren't dating. Well, yeah, that's kind of how it goes these days. What I'm saying, like... Equal rights. <laughs> yeah. Equal rights, equal fights. I saw yeah. that. I watched that happen. I was like, good for them. We're making steps in the right direction. <laughs> he won. <laughs> Unanimously. <laughs> Just like uh, Joe's push-up contest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's disrespectful. Oh, I mean, it's like a fucking Olympic athlete. Oh, you were talking about when he just went through the daycare and started beating little girls. <laughs> <laughs> now oh, that's unorthodox. <laughs> I have to cut this. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. No. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Stalin. We say one bad thing about you and it's getting cut off the rail. Off to the line. We can joke, but like, I'm pretty sure for like copyright reasons, like like terms and conditions of YouTube, you, me going to... You can't threaten up to beat little girls? Yeah. I feel like that's where we draw the line. That's censorship. I mean... There's something I want to talk about. It's like demonetization, I think. Yeah, for this channel, I don't care, but I don't get paid for it or anything like that. It's I use for fun. Passion project. Yeah, but there is a color that I, I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, I looked it up to make sure I remember the name. Maroon, burgundy. It's called Go Away Green. Midnight Purple. It's my favorite color. Really? Yes. More nice. of a royal blue kind of guy. More of a red. It's a solid. Actually, solid red. Heather Gray. Love t-shirts. I, I feel like I understand that. I feel like it's like a matte gray. Yeah, like kind of, but not like asphalt gray. It's more like a, like a bluer gray. <laughs> you know Austin's lands- uh, landscaping shirts? Nah, it's too light. 
So let's go away. Green. But like that kind of color. <laughs> so go away Sorry. green is using Disney we'll cards. <laughs> and it's a hint of green that you can basically gloss over any physical object. I think object, I've heard about this. And it makes things like unseeable to us. It's basically, it's really good at hiding from our eye. We can't detect I, yeah, it. Yeah, I remember hearing about this. And Disney parks put it over doors and stuff that the employees will go and use it. So you have, you have to all know where this door is at to get in and do that shit. So apparently there's a color called Go Away Green that you can paint over things and you won't be able to detect it. So now I'm like walking around like touching shit because I want to know like is there some You ever see like one of those like old people they walk with their hands behind their back and yeah. they're just like nodding their head. Yeah. Like they'll go on a, constru- a construction zone where they're not supposed to be. There's an Italian. So apparently in Italy I, I saw something. There's an actual like Italian word for old men that just sit behind the like at construction signs with their hands behind their back just watching there's a <laughs> it, word for that <laughs> it's, it's more common than you think like the, I, I saw a video of a guy like making fun of it and one of the comments goes yeah I used to be like uh, a ticket holder at like a movie theater and the guy literally didn't even pay for the ticket he just walked in with his hands on his back did his rounds and left <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything to him that's how I wanna be as an old man but just, there's, just be like I'm going to check this place out. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what, that's what I'm doing. I'm looking for Go Away Green. I'm just like slapping the walls and stuff. And people are like, why are you touching that? I'm like, shut up. I'm looking for Go Away Green. Yeah. What does that even mean? What? It can't be just like you can't. It's not you can't see it. It's well, just I that imagine... your, your mind kind of just doesn't. Ignores like, it. Yeah. yeah, it ignores it. Like green screens. Yeah. I feel like it's that color. I, I, feel like... I think that's more neon green. It's more of like a forest green, like a deep green. Like, I can show you in the video, but it's just, like, they paint over it, and I'm trying to see something around here that's kind of similar to it, but there's nothing in my room. There's nothing in here that's going to be going well, that, green, yeah. You don't have to be paranoid anymore, dude. There's no go-away green in here. We've uh, we've gotten the go-away, <laughs> go-away green detector in here. There's no, nothing. There's no keyboards right. in the walls. All right, all right. I be hearing shit sometimes. So I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> He's making sure. <laughs> yeah, I sleep in there with a tarantula. Well, the mention you mentioned like go away green, how like you ignore it. Well, I was I remember reading or watching a, a video on this like pink color. I forget exactly what pink it is, but like it was don't like say it. scientifically proven that like it makes you perform less physically or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like. Like opposing teams would like paint the away teams like thing in like this shade of pink. I'd be mad. And they'd actually do worse. Like Jesus Christ. Like statistically, and like they had to ban the color from being like used in like these situations. <laughs> That's <laughs> such an unfair. Because advantage. it was like so effective. I'm gonna go to baseball games wearing that color shirt. When the pitcher throws, I'm gonna talk mad shit. Just like start like flexing the t-shirt. He's just like my performance. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it draining out of me. Why would you pay to a game just to make the players worse? It's gonna be a less interesting game. You're the only one losing here. Yeah, but like let's say like that's the worst part of a baseball game where it's just three outs, three outs, three outs. Mm, that's true. Let's say I'm a Yankees fan. I mean, it would be boring too if it was cracking homers left and right. I mean, my Yankees fans. If the Yankees play the Phillies, right? Let's say I want the Yankees to win. Mm-hmm. When the Phillies pitch, I wear the shirt. When they come out, I just take it off and took a tank top. So like when they switch, so that way like one lot of work. Yeah, but you're also gauging that they're gonna be staring at you the entire time. Well, I'll make it happen. Like every single person in the dugout's like, there's something about that guy. She can't look. <laughs> so away. you brought up the color pink. The pink. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. There's like a whole TikTok thing, a whole meme compilation of Prince Philip. Okay. Rest yep. in peace for my English viewers. I have a lot of people from the UK. <laughs> America was so much more worried about DMX than Prince Philip, which is terrible. Yeah, because DMX is the goat. <laughs> <laughs> 
He did give it to he us. He gave it to us, dude. <laughs> we can't we, forget we about for that. Our, we fought for our freedom so we could have DMX. Exactly. <laughs> I will stand by DMX's side to the day I die. But Prince Philip, old man, you know, you've seen him. He's he's well, all liver spotted. Wasn't fuck. like there were a bunch of big TikToks about like uh, things that will kill two different Yeah, Philip. that's what he's talking <laughs> and about. And I made an entire video on my Snapchat roll of it. And I was the first one I go is that like these are things that will kill Prince Philip. I go number one, he got a glimpse of the color hot pink. <laughs> <laughs> I go number two, he walked by an automatic air freshener, and like I'm like in tears making this video, and. The one I sent that to him of uh, that he got a, a glimpse of hot pink and we we were just dying for like thirty seconds straight. Now someone's death isn't funny. It's just like, why does he to look that old? Like the queen is like what ninety three? Yeah, and she looks good for ninety three. It sounds right. It's, it looks <laughs> no right. Clue. No idea. But she looks like an old lady. You know, just like a typical old lady. I mean, I mean, it's just the fact some people age better than other people. Fantastic. I'm subscribed to an Asian woman on YouTube who's 87, and she does uh, calligraphy in Chinese and Mandarin. That's too much work. Really good at it, and she has like a, like an ASMR type of voice, and I'm not sitting up listening to it, but she responds to comments. I use it to try to get attraction to my own main channel. Really cool, but when you see her, looks like she's like 50. So Some people just age really well, man. Yeah. She looks really good for her age. I wonder if I started reading the outliers and they were saying that there was that small village of, uh, I think it was in Italy, where they had like strong sense of community. You know, everybody's going to the market, everybody's eating dinner together as a family, everybody's drinking a glass of wine a day, and like they weren't stressing about anything because they had strong communal ties. And then their rate of cancer was down. Well, like, oh, that I think I was I saw something about the same thing. There's like, they're immune to like kidney cancer or something. Yeah. Um. So they just. Like, or no, like lung cancer or something. This like mini community in like northern Italy. Yeah, they're like immune to lung cancer. People just smoking shit ton. Yeah, and they oh have no God. idea why. I just, and I, it's dude. I'm telling you, that book is crazy. I haven't gotten that deep into it, but I know why that's like such a classic book now because that's also where I got that fact that I was telling you that hockey players born in the beginning of the year are statistically much better than hockey players born at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And they didn't notice that some of the greats were born in like January and stuff like that. Why? Because they just missed the cutoff to enter, like, the youth leagues and stuff like that, so that they would come in the next year, and then they would pretty much have about a year of age on the other people in the same, like, age group. So they'd kind of be just ahead of the curve, easier. Would that apply to most sports, though? I guess it would, but the the only reason they noticed hockey players was because I think the cutoff was right around, like, the end of the year. Mm. So, like, like baseball season. I find that fucking, like, wacky. Like... It is weird. Scat, not not like that fact, but like like with like baseball especially. Like you see like people being scouted in their like fucking middle school like baseball shit. That's fucking insane that they start that early with like, oh yeah, this kid's going pro. It's like, no, 100%. It's like middle school, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I know a semi-pro boxer who came over here from Guatemala. His English is very broken, but he worked at the same gym. No. Urban's a great fighter though. So he oh, yeah, he fights for his life when you hand him a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> he's twenty. He's twenty eight. Does drywall, but he was a semi pro boxer. Didn't want to do it anymore because he got hit a little bit too many times. And he noticed that like his cognitive ability was like declining. And he's like, it's not worth it because he's a kid. Yeah. So now he started his own drywall business. Long story short, he was talking about growing up in school and stuff. 
basically there's like your students mm -hmm. and then there's your athletes and when your athletes is don't care about school like it's baseball specifically baseball where he's from like you have a position that you're like okay like you're five you're good at catching you're gonna be a catcher you can run fast you're gonna be in the outfield and you dedicate to like a position and he said like they are super strict on these kids like like you wouldn't eat unless you performed well and he was being 100% serious because his brother was really good as a pitcher mm -hmm. and his father wouldn't let him eat if he like didn't strike out a certain amount of people and stuff like that and he made it to the minor leagues and that's why they came over to America mm -hmm. and he was just talking about it I'm like that is crazy that they forced people through that and if you see in baseball interviews a lot of them are they speak Spanish fluently but a lot of them he said like his brother doesn't know how to read Really? Yeah. Jeez. And his brother's older than him. His brother's like 35. Mm -hmm. He said his brother doesn't know how to read. He said probably now he does, if I think about it, because he's older, he's been in America for a while. Mm -hmm. But growing up, they never taught him. Mm -hmm. Well, that's like, at least for the schools that we went to, the athletes, especially the really good ones, their entire prerogative was to just be the best at their sport because um, it looked better for the school. And then it shifted away from doing doing good in school <laughs> to literally just pass so you can play the sport. But... I mean, going back to what you were saying, they're getting scouted in middle school because you can't make talent. I mean, you can make hard work, drive, and ambition if you, you know, take them that young, but you can't make talent. Like, if you suck, you well, suck. I still find it, like, ridiculous that they're, like, going this, like, young. It's like, they're kids. It's crazy. I mean, you can control with the kid, like, how he works out and how he eats. And, I mean, essentially, as long as he passed school enough to play baseball, he's... It's not like he's going to need to be an engineer. He can go play baseball for 10 years and then retire for the rest of his life more than comfortably, luxuriously at that point. Well, the, the, the other thing with, like, athletes is their <clears throat> normal people's pay scales usually increase over time. Theirs is, like, early on. So you see a lot of, like, you, you got a budget. Like, nowadays you can't be, like, spending wildly. To, if, with, like, yeah, they make a lot of money, but, like, they're done by the time most of them, probably 35, I'd say. Mm -hmm. They got another 30 years minimum, you know, 60, um, probably longer than that. And they're probably, they've got to do other things. So you can see, like, it's odd kind of seeing, like, pro players and start, like, breweries or, like, restaurants and stuff like that. It's like, oh, getting to broadcasting. And so and it's just, I find that interesting when mm -hmm. I see stuff like that. Yeah, there's, um, it's weird that, it's specifically in fighters, but you see, like, statistically, people who, like, in areas or countries who are poor or are going through a hardship produce, like, really good fighters professionally. And athletes overall, because, like, you know, it's like, we've got to make it out of here. But what I want to bring up, you know who Francis Ngannou is? Mm -hmm. No. The, have you seen the podcast Joe Rogan? I don't think I saw the one he was on it now. I just know him for his fighting. The craziest story. Oh, was he the one who was homeless for a while? And I remember seeing something about that on Instagram, actually. Like, Bleacher Report or something. No. This is something that, like, how is he still alive type B? Like, he grew up, um, don't know the country, but it was somewhere in Africa. And he worked, he went to school, worked in, like, a sand mill where it's, like, where he's at is like 105 degrees in the day and at night it's like 20 and you take this like little like bus truck thing 
And if you fall off, they don't stop for you. So you're dead in this desert, like, desert thing. But he's in these sand mines with his family working so he can afford to try to get out of there. And he has these siblings. And he ends up making uh, friends with people who, like, afford these rafts. And basically, and this is where, like, the details get sketchy, but they want to make a raft to go across the ocean to, like, Morocco, I believe. Um, somewhere around there. And he does it, gets caught. And they brought him back and dropped him off in the middle of the desert. Him and all these people. So he's in these like little inflatable tubes in the ocean trying to get his freedom and this, get, like make a better life for himself. And um, he wanted to go to the U- UK? I'm not sure where. It was somewhere in Europe maybe. I, I, I'm so confused. You said he wants to cross to go to Morocco? Because that's where the... Um, because, like, where he's living, uh-huh. there's a lot of, like, gangs and wars going well, yeah, on. Well, yeah, but Morocco's, isn't that the northern tip of Africa, if well, I'm correct? All right, thank so you. So is he in Morocco trying to cross the Mediterranean? He's below to... Morocco. He, okay. he crosses over there to get on to, like, the Mediterranean and get into Europe. Mm-hmm. That's, like, where, like, freedom's guaranteed. Okay. And you know what it was? I Now the, everything's coming back to me. It's either Spain or... France, one of them, the Red Cross was offering them freedom, basically, if they got there. Mm-hmm. So, the first time he went there, they caught him, brought him all the way back. Dropped him off in the middle of the desert, basically, to die. He makes it out with everybody. Repeats it. Gets to Europe. Homeless. No money. Starts trading how to fight. Starts getting semi-pro fights just really well. And now he's in the UFC. And then he still goes back, like, every year to see his home village all his people. Because like, he goes in the sand mills to like basically show the kids working in there, like you can get out of here, kind of thing. I mean, he's one of like the top tier fighters right now. Yeah, he destroys people. Yeah. There's mangles him. Like you get hit once, like a good hit, you're yeah. going night night. <laughs> I saw a meme today about um, Aaron Donald. They said something like the film of Aaron Donald, the guy that Aaron Donald punched, released, and I mean, it was just a dude dead, like. Like not like an actual human, but it was actually Gary's mod. It was just a player model was dead. So now I have a feeling that Aaron Donald got in a fight with somebody or hit somebody, and I don't actually know for sure. But like that dude is. Have you ever seen Aaron Donald? No. I mean, he plays for the Rams, and he's a superstar because the dude literally will take two people off the line and just shove them back. Like he is a superhuman. I mean, he's like somewhere above three hundred pounds with like a six pack. Like, Andre. <laughs> oh my god, that dude is a menace. And he fought somebody for real? That's what I think, because I was seeing, I was starting to see posts about it, so I have a feeling something got released that he hit somebody or got in a fight or something, and I mean, if I saw that guy, I don't care if he murdered my entire lineage, I will apologize him that he had to go through the inconvenience of killing my entire lineage. That is how terrifying he is as a human. Yeah, you want a water break? Like, <laughs> let me help you out, but... Dude. <laughs> somebody that size... Like, I'm being a bitch. I'm coming back with, like, a brick when he's not looking. He's going, go to sleep. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no. He's just, like, that's nothing to that man. I'm, I'm telling you, he literally picks up two other linebackers and will shove them. All right, while you guys are doing this, I'm looking him up. What's his name? Aaron Donald. He plays for the Rams. But, I mean, he's a mess. First thing that pops up. What has he done? Oh, my God. Dude, he's a superhuman. Let me see Oh, we're going to make, oh, I was going to type in Aaron Donald shirtless, but it already came up. <laughs> Jeez. That's what I'm saying. He is a literal Colossal. Look at that, an eight pack? It's 
fucking so I'm saying, I don't know if six, it's... but if he dropped five pounds, is it eight pack? Yeah, dude. Like I'm pointing, I'm being like judgmental for somebody who shouldn't be judgmental. And <laughs> no, and then look up his height and weight because I mean it'll tell you since he's a football player. I'm telling you that dude is like that picture obviously is unreal, but he's like way bigger than any human should be. Like I'm saying, somewhere in like the probably mid six foot range. Six seven, three hundred fifteen pounds. Six foot guessing. one, two eighty four, seven oh. percent body fat. Could you imagine being three hundred pounds with a fucking six pack? That dude is just muscle. I mean, <laughs> the amount that he benches is obscene. The the point where like you just start getting really heavy because this dude's so fast much muscle. as fuck. Dude, I'm telling you, he's a superhuman. He ran a four point six forty. That's ridiculous. For being that big. And for the record, the fastest at the combine, I believe, was a four two four. And that's accounting running backs and people who literally their job is speed. Yeah, yeah being small and agile. Yeah. What's his position? Uh, he's somewhere on the... Uh, can't remember if he's online or Where the fuck he wants to be? <laughs> he's defensive No, he's tackle. defensive. Yeah. I was about to say, because I know he sacks quarterbacks like a fucking menace. Dude, screw that. That's what I'm telling you. He literally will pick up two people on the online and just shove them out of his way. The dude is literally a freight train with a heartbeat. This isn't an original thought, but it, it reminds me of, like, basically, Ooh. you know, like, people store for, like, the end of the world. Yeah. Uh, preppers? Yeah. Like, you better have a big gun. Because I think, who who came up with the story? Um, All I need is my forty-five ACP. Who's Bill Burr? He's because he went to the he made a bit about this how he went to a gun store mm-hmm. and he has a shotgun and he goes has a big spray. That's all the gun, gun, uh, gun shop owner kept telling him. Don't need aim. Got a big spread. Yeah, and he's like basically telling you he's like because like somebody like that comes to your house, all you're doing is collecting shit for them <laughs> because like he came to my door and I didn't have a big gun to like stop this human. <laughs> he's gonna just pick me up and go. I know. Oh, snap you in half. Are you yeah, kidding me? dude, I'm not doing that. That's what's terrifying, is I know that that man is walking the same planet that we are. I know that I make one wrong move, and that man can snap me like it's nothing. Well, go away green. I need to paint myself go away green. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Well, Ellen can just fly away. He's a a literal pilot. Dude runs a 4.6. He's chasing that thing down the runway. (laughs) (laughs) But he's gaining on us. We're going 65. Those gain speed pretty quick. Yeah, but if he grabs a hold of it, that thing's coming to a dead hold. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> no, but I mean, I just, I've seen what that dude does on the football field, and it's intimidating. I'm not scared of a lot of things, but that man's not bulletproof. Don't get me wrong, but, like, he's the closest to it. <laughs> you better have, like, a, like a automatic gun, because he can at least catch one. <laughs> oh, yeah, he could definitely eat a bullet. I feel like he could eat, like, at least one and keep trucking. Just be like, ah, and just keep going. Nah, if you give him, like, an easy one, like a shoulder shot or something like that. No, if you wing him, are you shitting me? He's not even phased by that. No, nah, you He's going to be like, damn, that hurt, and he's going to keep going. got to get, like, center chest, and he probably can still hit you four times before he goes, okay. <laughs> there was him, and then there was one other retired player for the Steelers that I used to follow on Instagram, and he was the one that was just setting records for shit. Who's the guy who had the... He was wearing, like, a tank top penny, and he had abs. And he's a literal monster. I, I think he's in jail now. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. That could be a lot of people. There's a meme where the guy's standing like this, and he looks like a juggernaut. 
but he has a crop top on and he's a shreddy. <laughs> I know you're telling me. I don't want to say because I only know him by one name. <laughs> Didn't he go to jail? I have no idea who it is. I only know him by one name. That is so (laughs) ominous. I'll tell you afterwards. I can't say it. NFL player in crop top. (laughs) Okay, apparently the common You're going to get Ezekiel Elliott a lot. It's like the the fishnet one, right? Yeah. Like the black fishnet. Yeah, the dude is literally... This... I got. I kind of forgot his name. I'm pretty sure he went to jail for something serious, by the way. But don't quote me on it. Because if he didn't, this is kind of fucked up. But there was somebody who was built like. <laughs> yeah, that does not inspire that name. I know why you don't you didn't say that <laughs> I out have, loud. You guys but... keep talking. I have to clear the air on this. I have no idea. I've only seen memes. So that... that doesn't inspire me to remember who you're talking about. So <laughs> that was just completely out of context. I wonder if we <laughs> look that up. It. I was about to say, if I Google that, do you think we'll get his name? Maybe. I know there were like fake Instagram accounts with that. <laughs> A lot of things came up for that. Search. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, oh, but like oh, that guy, famous bodybuilder Paul Delay. <laughs> You're talking about that guy. Yeah, <laughs> famous <laughs> Paul Delay. That guy. That's who I was thinking of. Oh my God! <laughs> no, what? That's who I thought you were talking about. This guy. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he's in college. That's yeah, but so I'm, I'm pretty. Is this Sean Oakman? Yeah, Something I've seen highlights of him. him. What like what caliber do you think that would take down these guys? Like 50? 50? 50, 50, 50 <laughs> at BMG. least. You need to be able to blow a limb off to slow him down. <laughs> so then you then you should go for like shotgun slots. Oh. So, he was facing up to 20 years for, like, rape cases back in 2016. But I remember this. They found him not guilty of it. And everybody was freaking out about it. Because they ruined his career for the NFL. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I remember hearing about that. But, dude. Sean Oakman was a literal monster. Like, he just he was just standing there menacingly just with his crop top on and just flexing. And I was just like... I forget the original like point of the conversation, but like that's like a person. We were just talking about superhumans. Yeah, that's a superhuman. As someone who's like, I'll eat my vegetables every meal. Well, what about superhumans? Like a completely separate Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is literally actually built different. He was built to swim. Smoking a shit ton of weed. Good for him. Oh, you want to hear? Well, they took his Phelps. They took his medals away for that. Did they really? Well, I don't know if it was for the weed, but I know that they drug tested him and uh, from like back that Olympics and recanted his medals. Mm. I mean, he's probably won like plenty of medals. Yeah, but that was just like Lance Armstrong. They just took it away after all those years, all those accomplishments and stuff. I'm gonna tell the craziest story I've ever told this podcast about Michael Phillips. Remember, you know what I'm going. I mean, through? after the whole plane conversation, this podcast just went straight into dangerous territory, and we haven't left since. So, we might a, as well keep this. Okay. This has been just random roller coaster. This is what I wanted it to be. It was just have new people on. Like, I would love you're going to be on here again, and we'll talk about planes and shit. So far, I'm in a majority of the episodes. <laughs> I told everybody you're going to be a reoccurring guest. I'm a junior in high school, I believe, my math's right, mm-hmm. and uh, I went to my brother's house because one of my friends was 
hanging out with two girls. Mm-hmm. They didn't want me to hang out with them. But at that point, I was in a relationship, and she's like, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I want to hang out with two girls. I re- I'm respectful. I was like, it's no big deal. I'm going to hang out with my brother. Mm-hmm. Went to my brother's house. Now, um, there was marijuana there. It's not legal in Jersey, so catch me if you can. But I Allegedly, there was marijuana there. Allegedly, there was. Maybe there wasn't. So, I ended up smoking. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> what? Would he do drug test me? Yes. From six years ago? No, but I mean, like, he's trying to help you out and be like, allegedly. And then you're just like, I smoked it. <laughs> I smoked it. It's gone. It, and that's Listen, he's going to be his own boss the rest of his life, you know. He does, he's got Yeah, nothing. I know, but I just don't know. I wonder if YouTube has anything about that. It's legal in my state. Now? Yeah, that's all, that's all I even care about. What do you I mean? still can't sure. smoke it. You can when it's federally legal. Yeah, yeah when, federal when are they going to federally legalize marijuana? Well, they're making a push for it. The story I have to get. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I smoked like 20 mullet ribs. Oh my god. I'm like, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm sitting there, heart rate's beating fast, and there's this guy across the couch. Like, where Lewis is sitting. Like, oh, oh my, my god, father. I hate this story. Oh, and, no, Lewis and, is allegedly smoking weed. Uh, Lewis allegedly hates it, too, because the dude's asleep like this, bandaged up his whole arm. I'm like, why is he bandaged like that? Like, he literally looks like he's, like, part mummy. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it's poorly done. And there's, like, blood stains. I'm like, whatever. And I asked my brother, like, what happened to him? He goes, oh, he fell off a street bike, got, like, a little bit of brush burn. But, like, he's fine. He's just sleeping it off because he got, like, really high. And he's also coming off of acid. I go, what? Uh-huh. And this is this guy. Like, I'm not doing any of that shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, whatever. I watched the race. He wins it. And I'm like, just focus on the race because, like, this is good news. But for some reason, like... When he won the race, I got, like, really happy. But I smoked regularly so I could handle this. So, like, I came back down, and the everybody comes back in. They get me high again. So I'm, like, up to, like, 30 rips, and now I'm having, like, straight-up paranoia. This guy wakes up on the couch. He looks at me, and he starts crying. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm looking at him like high as I go, grown ass man, he's crying, sitting there crying. So I'm like, I'm like, what's up, dude? He goes, oh, I hate my life. I don't want to be here. And I have a soft heart for that shit. So I'm just like, what's up, man? Like, talk to me. And he's like venting, but he's just saying nonsense. And I remembered, he's off acid. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like you're incoherent, but he just wasn't making sense. So I go, hey, man, it's like, calm down. He goes, could I please just get a cigarette? I'm like, yeah. So they come inside, give him a cigarette. And he's just like, I mean, my arm just hurts so bad. I can go to the hospital. And I'm like, what's up with his arm, dude? Like, his arm hurts and he's not okay. And apparently, they were waiting for him to come off the acid and take him to the hospital. So they go, all right, let's change your band just to make sure everything's clean. Trigger warning. They take off the bandages. All of his skin on his forearm just goes flap. <laughs> And I and immediately, like, something from the top of my head sinks to my feet. And I just go, bless you. I just, Thought you going to throw up. I just go. I hate this story. I just go, I got to get out of here. Dude literally goes, ah, and passes out from the pain. He's literally lived at that Oh, side. yeah, that's what he's passing out from. Not, like, the sight of seeing his own muscles. Well, that's the exposed. thing. It was just so much to take in. His body, when the Orgi passed out, I go, listen. You guys don't get in the hospital right now. I'm calling number one because like you can't do that. And uh, they took him to the hospital. Everything that he's fine to this day. Has his skin back on his arm. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he's he's good. I'm happy for him. I don't know him personally. This uh-huh. is like the only time I I have and will meet him. Uh-huh. But poor Michael Phelps. <laughs> poor Michael Phelps. Dude. <laughs> Meanwhile, Michael Phelps going. I'm a winner. This dude's just going to help. So I'm like I, I gotta leave. So I drive home. 
And I'm like, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't have. Nah, nah, I was actually, I was. I feel like an experience like that sober you up pretty fucking well. That's what it was. I was like extremely sober. And it was like 1030 at night. And um, uh, the girl I was with at the time called me. And she's like, what's up? I was like, can I just talk to you in the morning? She's like, yeah, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah. She was, and then like, it was like argue time. I'm like, we're not arguing right now. Like I saw a, a limb just go, yeah. And I'm, I'm like, whatever. So my friend Theo calls me. And he goes, yo, man, like we're hanging out at my house. You want to come by? And I'm like, I'll come by. So I basically just get the story off my chest that night, and then I like talk to like everybody. We're good, but it was a uh, that's a interesting story. It, it, I yeah. hate that story. I, uh, he hates it because I say it, like not often, but like no, I, I've heard it before, but I haven't heard it since we drove down to the beach at like three in the morning. And Noah's asleep in the back seat. That's when the real dark secrets come out. Yeah, actually, but, you recorded that, by the way. Oh, I had yeah. that on my laptop. Was well, it recorded twice? But if any of my followers are watching this, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that was the craziest story that's happened to me in a few years. Actually, it's a lie. I've never had had anything that crazy happen to me. Really? No. Oh, I'm pretty. I, Monday. You haven't encountered enough drugs. <laughs> That's probably it. The thing is, is I'm not even into drugs. I always liked weed at the time. I don't. I haven't smoked weed in a long time. I've never done drugs. No, don't. Uh, do I it. do caffeine all the time. Well, caffeine. You ordered a hot chocolate from Starbucks. I don't want to hear that. You ordered it for me. <laughs> you asked for it. <laughs> I'm hard drugs. I dabble in recreational drugs. I take a deep with my friends. I like to dance, and that's about it. That's all I like to do. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, I don't like. I don't give a shit if people do drugs. You know, more power to them. Yeah, but th- that drugs pop much. up this nation's economy. Hmm? Probably. Drugs pop up this nation's economy. Oh. Big pharma. Big pharma. Drug busts. We oh, got, are you kidding me? We've got two, three major pharmaceuticals out of uh, Trenton. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Johnson Johnson, Pfizer, and Merck, all out of Trenton. Actually, they, it's supposed to be hush hush. They're not. They're not. You're not supposed to tell people they're there. That's who? The funny. They're just. It's. I don't know. It's weird. They. Um. But the funniest thing about that at the airport is, I'm working at the airport, um, and we have a, the radio for the frequencies uh, on on the radio, and so I'm hearing the stuff going on, and so it's a, it's a pretty quiet day, and I hear some random pilot asking tower. It's like, hey. Who's uh who's a who's that big uh hanger over there? Uh it's like well we're not supposed to tell you, but uh the the, the big blue hanger makes the little blue pill. <laughs> and, and that has just stuck with me like forever. Just, yeah, where's that hanger? It's uh <laughs> at the airport. It's the only blue huh. hanger there. So Interesting. And how much money did he get in? Uh you can probably taxi over there. Probably, I, I probably yeah. shouldn't say, but like airport security is <laughs> not like, tight. Really? No. I think with everything that has happened in our like lifetime, like airport security is. I really mean, I don't major know. airports in. Yeah. I I feel like like if someone really wanted to, like they could easily get inside, like easily. Um, the the we got the sheriff like patrolling all the time, but like they can't be everywhere at once, like. Where I work, there's a gate where you could just follow someone in easily. Like, people don't pay attention like they should. Um, 
like you shouldn't be letting people you don't know into the airport and stuff like that. But like people are generally good. You know, 99% of people don't wish harm upon other people. It's mm. the nine that one percent. One percent you got to worry about. Yeah, they're menaces. Actually, brings up a question. What was that restaurant that you were talking about that was on a runway? Um, you oh, you're with the diner on the uh, train airport. Was that you that said that? Or yeah. I thought that was you that said there was a really good restaurant. There, well, like, there is a really good restaurant at Sky Manor Airport, like just north of here, like thirty miles. So I thought I thought that you mentioned it. I want to go to that. The train airport. On it the- is like nationally renowned actually like mm-hmm. no joke like people fly in from like all over the place to that airport to just eat at that diner no, I'm always like, down you, for got, you got meat meat then the restaurant I was talking about wasn't that good it was just cool because you're on the run I know you're t- the what was it called it was like some dumb aircraft theme or airport themed airport theme um, <laughs> I forget exactly what it was. but it was at the Trent airport right it was, yeah. that's the one I've like I went there like a bunch of times when I was little when they still had it same um because my dad works at the airport so it's like just go there um but then like 9-11 shit happened and they closed God it damn. that's right wait so what ha- what's up with this restaurant that's like really nice is it expensive like what's no, the attire it's here? just a diner really just at like on the airport how far is it He's not even pulling out his phone. He's pulling out the flight map. Yeah, we're going I mean, I have, I, miles. I have it on my phone too. So if this thing dies, I can pull it out on my phone. Uh, okay, from Trenton Airport, it is. That's not it. It's there. He just pulled out a ruler. It's twenty miles north of here. So twenty miles north from Center Trenton. Yep. All right, so anybody that's hearing that, if you're around New Jersey, Philly area. It's called Sky Manor. Um, didn't they have the airport the thing on there? Is that a major airport? No. How much would it cost for us to fly there? If it's only 20 miles, it's got to be like Dude, that would be amazing. Um, we'd have to drive, option. like I said, we'd have to drive oh, south. Philly. Yeah, we'd have to drive to Philly. Um, but that's like another five miles. Um, so, so we could. We could. It's just kind of not necessarily unorthodox. It's 15 minutes. <laughs> Jesus. The 15 minute flight? Yeah. Dude, the flight's really fast. Flight to AC is 20 minutes. Huh. That was an hour and 40 minute drive. Hell uh, let's, let's, let's pull it up oh, yeah, on Google Maps and see how long it will be. Uh, you guys could talk about whatever while I do this. I'm just trying to think. That's actually really cool. To be honest, I'm getting hungry, so I should probably. Okay, let me answer a live phone call. It's a 40-minute drive. Hello? All right, fuck you, too. Listen, people, if you if you want to call me during a podcast, I'll answer. But if you're not going to call me, you have problems. <clears throat> people that are going to want to take you up on that. I know. I was, Look, one of my goals is to have, like what you said about the last time we were here, is people comment things for us to talk about, questions, stuff like that. I would love Please let to... us know what you want us to talk about because we will talk about other things other than playing crashes. <laughs> Seriously. And I would love to take live callers. Like set up like a Can we get a rotary phone? Yes, I have one. Like the one that you got to like... That like, is a rotary phone. Like yeah. Blue's Clues? Yeah, there's a phone jack right there. Without We can do this. I'm just saying, I can put on my YouTube channel like a little poster update 
well, we can have like voting and like well, you should like do like a Twitter or like stuff like that. That's actually a good idea. Be like, Maybe hey, we're recording this podcast in 20 minutes. Send in fucking Instagram questions. polls. You can or do that. Call like us in. 